And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, July 7th, and we are here answering your financial questions. Will you be thinking about something as you're walking on the beach, as you're taking a a hike in the mountains, as you are, what else do you do? Fish at the lake, trying to kind of cover everybody. Would you be thinking about something financial, like clicking away, just like you can't stop yourself? I can't relax. Well, if that's the case, doesn't matter if you're on vacation. You can just shoot a little note to us and we'll get to this so you can get it off of your mind and bring it to our world. All you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Don't forget to check the box if you're willing to come on the air. That's what David did. David's on the line from Northern California. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, Jill. Great. Thanks so much for having me on. Of course. What can I do for you? What can Mark and I do for you? Because he'll be listening in. He might pop in every now and again. Primarily have a question about the best way to plan for retirement. I'm self-employed. Do you want me to kind of give you the the rundown? Give me the the rundown and like uh, how old you are and your family, et cetera. Uh, I'm 41. Wife is 42. I'm self-employed as a landscape architect and contractor. Uh, my wife's a physician. We have two kids, ages eight and eleven. We are in a pretty expensive place. Our house is worth about one point eight, and we owe about nine hundred on it. No other debt. My business income uh, has recently jumped to about three hundred, and my wife's salary is about two hundred and ten, and she has the benefits um, through her work. Assets are, I have a Roth from kind of 
earlier, uh, about 160. My wife has uh, Roth about 80. And then when I started doing my self-employed thing, I started a SEP IRA, which right now has 160. Um, my wife has a 401k through her work, which has 90. And that's split 50-50 between a regular 401k and a Roth 401k, which she maxes out. And as long as she stays with her job, she'll get a really nice pension and medical benefits for life. Ooh, so we're, ooh, we're hoping. Hold on. That. Tell me more about the pension. Jill loves a pension. She like doesn't absolutely love her job, but it's, they call it the golden handcuffs. Um, yes. So I think it's like 75% of her maximum earning. Oh God. Life. Oh yeah. my God. That is so, fantastic. Yeah. So the definite golden handcuffs. Um, and then We've been able to save a lot more money the last few years. So I've been just putting that into a, a Vanguard brokerage index fund because I didn't really know what else to do with it. And we've started saving for the kids' 529 plans as well. We've got like 30 in one and 25 in another. Okay. Uh, I and how much is in the brokerage account? So right now we got about 425. Yowza. That's nice. So yeah, we've been able to save pretty well the last like two to three years. And I'll kind of go over my question and my goal with you. Um, um, wait, one quick question before you uh, do that. The $900,000 mortgage, what's the interest rate on it? 3.15, I believe. Okay. And it's a 30-year, right? Yeah. The kids' college, are you putting money in on an ongoing basis or is it like grandparents just, that are dumping money in? How, do you, how are you deciding about just, that? chunks um right now when like because my income just fluctuates like when i finish a big job i get big paid uh paid a big amount so then i i just put in like five here ten there uh whatever and my goal is to probably have about a hundred for each kid um hoping for state school listen you're in the california system my god that would be so good do you guys have a um in addition to the brokerage um do you also have an emergency reserve fund yeah we just in our personal and like business, we have about usually 75 to 80 um, cash. Anything else that is out there in terms of like obligations, uh, uh, parents or siblings that you think that you might have to worry about in the future? No, we're really fortunate. Parents are in great shape and financially and physically, emotionally, everything like that. So, um, no, we're, we're what kind lucky. of family is emotionally all set? Hmm, I I'm, wonder what that's like. <laughs> for the most part, it's all good. Yeah. We're lucky. <laughs> um, all right. So now tell me what the, you said it's retirement. That's your big question. So let's talk about that. What's, what's on your mind about that? Well, so I, the SEP IRA, I just, there's so many different options out there and I've tried to research it and it's never been really clear to me what, what the best option is. So I set up a SEP. Um, my business is set up as an S corp, which my accountant talked me into a long time ago to save some money on payroll tax and such. So my understanding is I'm only allowed to contribute 20% of my income to my SEP IRA every year. Um, 25%. So 25%. Yeah. So yeah. my um, salary is 80,000. Um, and then my additional income comes from shareholder distributions. And right. Then- so wait a second, just hold on before I just want everyone listening to, to understand this. The reason that you would have salary at 80 and then shareholder distributions for the balance is that when you have salary, you have to pay FICA tax on that. 
And so when you have salary of 80, you're like, oh, I got to pay that extra money to pay into social security, right? And Medicare. But when I take shareholder distributions, I don't have to pay the FICA on that. And the, the arbitrage is essentially that you save that money in taxes. I'm not sure. I don't love that generally. I'd like you to, I wouldn't mind like you, because what happens is that like you kind of rob yourself of social security benefits in the future, right? Yeah. Because you're not paying into the social security wage base. But, you know, I presume the accountants run the numbers, but I don't know. I always feel like that's a little bit of a hokey pokey. I bet it was like more interesting when you were making like 120,000. Now that you're making 300, I sort of feel like, And that's when she set it up when I was making like 80 to 100. And so that was kind of one of my questions too was, am I better off raising my salary to be able to contribute more to my my IRA um, so I'm not just limited to the 20 a year? Or does this S-Corp even really make sense? And would I be, you know, potentially better off just going back to a, a sole proprietorship? Would you have employees? I have 10. You have 10 employees? Yeah, I didn't wow. used to. Um, Holy but, crap. Well, it's it's construction. So yeah, I, I couldn't do what I do now without having the employees uh, do the building for me. Right. So, yeah. so they're, they're full time, right? Yeah. Okay. My inclination is for you to at least take your salary up to the social security wage base, which is $147,000 for 2022. Perfect. So that's, that was my other question for you. Like, yeah, what's the maximum benefit? That's, um, that's where I would do it. Um, I okay. would go up to this wage base and then you take the rest as S corp dividends. Now, the thing that's interesting though, how do you, are you making contributions for everyone on a SEP? No. So most of my employees are, I do landscape construction. Um, they're immigrants and I pay them well, they're all above board and all that, but they're not that interested in retirement funds. Um, and because they don't want the money coming out of their check. So they've I understand. all, they've all declined that. They said, give me more money in my paycheck and I'm not doing that, which they're allowed to do. Okay. Um, so yes, yeah, so like legit. that's cool. No, everything's legit. It's just, yeah, they, it's kind of a different culture. They don't want yeah. to yeah, I want my in. cash. I want yeah, my money now. They don't always now. trust the banks and stuff, and they definitely don't trust the stock market. So they just kind of want their paycheck, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So if you were to increase your um your salary from eighty to whatever this you know one forty seven, you would be able to crank a little bit more on your SEP IRA contribution. Okay, and so the SEP is the best for. That's, that was mainly what I was wondering. And then kind of following that is this whole backdoor Roth thing, which you guys talk about a lot, and I have never fully grasped. I think I kind of get it, but I basically if I was to just take the money that I have in my um, IRA and then try to do this backdoor Roth, I would just owe taxes on all of that money, right? And every time- Right. I mean, you have, well, right now, you said you've got two Roth accounts. You've got a SEP IRA. Your wife has a Roth and a traditional 401k. There's no other IRA asset that's outside of your wife's traditional 401k, right? You, neither you nor your wife have another IRA account that's not a Roth, right? No. Okay. The way that I guess that you could, the, the problem is that you have a SEP IRA. And Mark, when he has a SEP IRA, does that not screw him for doing a backdoor Roth because he's subject to the pro rata rules? Yeah. The SEP is part of the pro rata. 
So the problem is for you, a backdoor Roth won't work. And the reason is that if you, for everyone listening, it's not just if you a SEP IRA is a special IRA, it's a simplified employee pension. If you have an existing IRA account, whether it's a SEP or a traditional IRA, and you want to try to do what's called a backdoor Roth, put money in a non-deductible IRA and then immediately convert it to a Roth, it doesn't work when you have existing IRA assets in addition to that. But I think you're on the right track, which is you got the brokerage account, which is great. The money that's in the brokerage account, is it not feasible that we take a chunk of that money out and dump it into the 529 plans? Yeah, we could do that. And um, pretty confident I'll be able to get to the goal of like where I want to be with the 529 plans well before they're in college. My final question for you has to do with the brokerage account. So I'm working my butt off, uh, you know, trying to make this money, but I don't, it kind of takes a toll and I don't really want to work this hard forever. So I kind of set myself a goal of if I could reach like a million in the brokerage account and then cut back on work and go back to where I was before having all these employees and all the stress. I think I could be there maybe in like three to four years. And then if I basically just don't touch it and for like 14 to 15 years, and it could like double once and then maybe double it again, then I might be set for retirement like at like late fifties, early sixties. Well, listen, I mean, it depends. It doesn't, isn't it somewhat predicated on your wife having that pension or not? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's a feasible goal, but I don't think you should work yourself like to death for four or five years. I think you should work hard and you should save, but I mean, you can moderate also. You're making a really good living right now. You're kind of going for it while it's there for the taking, right? But you also have to live and you have to make a decision about how hard you want to work. And some of this is going to be predicated on whether or not your wife will be able to claim that pension. And so I think that what I would say is, sure, keep piling money in and then you can downshift um, and go back to having fewer employees. And um, and then hopefully you are in a position to work, probably have more longevity by pulling back a little bit. Do you have wills and power of attorney and healthcare proxies? I got life insurance set up recently, which was a big challenge, but actually thank you to you always plug in policy genius. They were the only ones that were able to get me life insurance because of my new hobby, um, which is paragliding. Nobody wants to insure paragliders. I life or sorry, the will and trust and stuff we're actually working on right now. So I know we're behind schedule on that, but uh, yeah, we're working on that. All right. Listen, here's the, here's the game plan for you guys. You're going to keep socking money away into your SEP. You're going to increase your salary to the wage base, sock money away into the SEP, keep putting money into the brokerage account, try not to kill yourself, you know, but then you can probably downshift a little bit from this sort of heavy duty, you know, $300,000 a year, kill myself. And hopefully your wife is able to stick with her job and you're able to claim that pension benefit. And I think you'll be great. You'll be on track to do what you want to do when you want to do it. So, um, David, thank you so much for contacting us. And we are lucky that we have such a great listening community. And we are relying on you guys to send your questions to us and to come on the air with us to make this a fabulous 
community of people who share our ideas. And that's what we do with you guys and you do with us. So if you've got a question, just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you come on the air. We'd love that. And um, if you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating or review. It really helps us out. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 